happy with how your life's turned out. I know this isn't what we had in mind when we were younger, but who gets everything they fantasize about, right? Hey, what do you know about recall? Stay away from them. Don't mess with your mind, man. Tell us your fantasy. We'll give you the memory. What is it? What's wrong? Mistake. Nobody. I went to recall after work. What? And I killed him. Whatever happened, we're gonna get through it. It's okay. Whatever you think, you remember. It's not real. If I'm not me, then who the hell am I? You're gonna need your seatbelt on! And welcome back to the Film Reel cast. I hope everyone is well. We have, as promised, the second half, our other review of Total Recall. And obviously, I can't do that without my usual partner in crime, Neil. How are you, mate? Hello, Stu. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Excellent. Thank you. How 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 are you? We never ask how you are. How how? Oh, that's are you? very kind. Yeah, I'm all good, thanks, mate. Yeah, I can't complain. I went to the cinema the other day to watch the new Scream film, which. Uh, do you know what? It's it's one of those ones where at the time you leave the cinema and you think, oh, God, that was <laughs> that was pretty poor. But <laughs> when you go away and think about it and mm. um, I could quite happily go and watch it again. And it's just a slasher. And they kind yeah. of it's been done by different people. And it's like a what they call a requel where it's a reboot and a sequel. And God. it's it's not terrible. It's not brilliant, but it's not, yeah, it's not it, good either. By the sound, it ticks all the boxes, and uh, yeah, it's it is interesting. It's quite an interesting film. So, uh, but I went to see that, and they've got they're re-showing the original Friday the Thirteenth. So oh, I'm nice. gonna go and watch that as well because that's proper old school slasher. So that is a very old yeah, school. Yeah, so it's all good. But obviously, we're doing 2012. Uh, Total Recall. We did the 1991 last week, which is available on all good podcasting platforms. And we've not spoken about this. We've both had and we both saw about the first 40 minutes of this yes. film years ago. And we kind of quit thinking, I'm just tapping out. I don't need to see this. It won't affect my life. And now we've been forced to watch it. And it's going to be really <laughs> interesting having not spoken about this of where we come from you know have you got any any thoughts on this of what we could be saying could we turn um do you know what it's interesting isn't it because i actually i put on netflix and it was in exactly the same location that i had obviously left it all those so years was ago. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh so this is obviously where i've just gave up the will to live and switched it off and i thought no no start it from the beginning and i gave it i gave it a good crack um yeah and Obviously, we give our scores at the end, but I have to be honest, it's not as bad as I remember it. No, no. Mine was nine minutes into this film. I gave up watching it. Wow. Wow. Nine minutes. Yeah. Mine was about uh, about a third of the way through. So, yeah, I lasted longer than you did for once. And it was funny because I I instantly remember when I clicked back on that play button and Netflix started again. (laughs) I went straight back into the mood of how I felt when I tapped out last time. And it's amazing. I thought, nope, you, you've got to watch it. You're going to have to talk about it. So, <laughs> but yeah, and it's, as we said, this was um, 
uh, directed by Len Wiseman. And Len Wiseman, interestingly enough, we've just done all of the Die Hard um, retrospective, the whole franchise, which is available Spotify, Amazon, all good podcasting platforms as usual. And one of the ones that got lots of hate, one of the ones which was crap, was actually directed by Len Wiseman. So it'd be really interesting to see what Len Wiseman brings to the Total Recall franchise. And obviously he's brought his wife, Kate Beckinsale, which goes about saying, and you could, we could be at the end of the podcast saying the only good thing about Len Wiseman is the fact that he's managed to bag Kate Beckinsale. Or we could be saying what an amazing director this guy is. But I, let's be I honest, don't know. I don't think we'll ever probably turn around and say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting. Um, it's yeah. weird, isn't it? Because, I mean, the story of this, I mean, just to read out, the easiest way of summing this up is just on the first paragraph of the plot um, on the Wikipedia page. It says, at the end of the 21st century, chemical warfare has devastated the earth. The only habitable land left consists of two territories. The European, uh, the United Federation of Britain, the UFB, located on the British Isles, the northwestern Europe and the colony spanning all of Australia. Factory workers from the colony commute to the UFB each day via the fall, a gravity elevator running through the Earth's core, which takes 17 minutes to traverse. The depravity the, the living conditions has resulted in a group of people called the resistance deemed terrorists by the UFB who seek to improve living conditions in the colony. And this that sums the film up. And I thought that was really well, whoever wrote that on the Wikipedia. That sums the film up. There's no Mars in this, which was interesting. Because no. why I kind of this film obviously it all contains spoilers. Tips a hat or nods the head so many times at the original film, mm. but they decided to stay away from Mars, which was a really interesting decision and i'd love to know why i didn't bother looking too much into this but why do you think what were the reasons would you think that they wouldn't even bother thinking about mars okay so we're joined by james who's just suddenly surprised us from mars onto the podcast (laughs) how you doing james you good mate well let's be honest my mars is a lot more realistic than the mars in this film let's be fair does yours carry nougat and caramel and chocolate Oh, you know what? You took the words right out of my mouth there. I was going to make a uh, chocolate-related joke. So <laughs> you've, uh, you've now you've now urinated all over my strawberries. So there we go. <laughs> I was just talking to um to Neil about see this film in comparison to what we did last week, and I was just asking the question when they did so many nods to uh, the original film throughout this film. Why do you think they didn't decide to go along with the Mars story? I don't. I don't know really. Uh, it's, it's carbon copy. They didn't want to do a carbon copy. I guess that's how I saw it. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, I, I it was almost like a reimagining rather than a remake. But you'd mm. like to think when you reimagine something, at least some of the ideas are going to be better. And I think everything everything here. It's worth. They kind of went for a almost dystopian Blade Runner esque um, setting, didn't they? In a way, I like that. But less dark yeah. is where I felt. Yeah, I like it that. really copies the Blade Runner remake, and it really copies um, that the other Colin Farrell film. Um, 
I can't even remember, with all the precogs in with Tom Cruise in, I can't remember what that film's called now. Especially the oh, car Minority chase. Report. Minority yeah, report. Minority Report. Was he in that? Bloody hell. Yeah, he <laughs> was. That's yeah. so much attention I paid. For I know. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, dear. Yeah, it, it really, really copied so much of that. But as you say, especially um, like Blade Runner, and, and it's, it's crazy. And I always found this film strange that it did so many nods to the original. And again, you've got, see, Cohagen, you've got Harry, his best mate, and you've got Laurie, um, you've got Melina. And, but why, if they're going to go along with that, why didn't they do Mars? And I know it's kind of meant to be a, a remake of it, but try and go in, I don't, I don't know, if you're going to go in a different direction, do something which is good. Because yes. the basic story is the fact that he wants to just destroy the Connolly. Uh, uh, Con- yeah, Connolly. Connolly. Con- Con- Connolly, just say oh, the word. <laughs> Billy, Billy's shaking in his boots, too. Billy's oh, Billy upset. Connolly. Yeah. He wants to destroy the Billy. And it's only, and he only set enough bombs pretending there's terrorists so he can then put his robots in and wipe everyone out because land is like the biggest asset. Weak, and that yeah. just seems really weak. Mars seems yeah. so much more exciting than the storyline here. Oh, massively. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Because I, I have to be honest, throughout this whole film, I'm sat there going, what's the point? It, You know, it just didn't really seem... I wasn't invested in the story particularly because obviously the whole point with the first one was it was saving everyone from this nightmare on Mars and, you know, giving them all air. And this yeah. one, it was just there's a massive thing that goes from one end of the earth to the other, which like Rav said, bless him, he can't be with us, you know, science, how the hell would that even happen? Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, and if it was strange to do that. Yeah. They can afford to build a lift that goes through the earth. Surely they can afford to build some kind of system that purifies the air that people can live. It's just ridiculous. And you're so it's spot on, Neil, with what you said, mate, that, I felt that the stakes here, or what they were fighting for, was so shit and low and uninteresting mm. that I, I didn't see all the hype. I didn't see why there was so much excitement in the mission and there was nothing there. There just weren't any odds. And I, I don't know whether that's because the film was trying to be too smart, but it, it was hard to be excited about what they were going to do on their next mission and when they discovered something. It, it just wasn't interesting for me. It's interesting because when I, as I was watching it, every time they made a call back to the original, it took you out of the film completely, didn't it? And that's how I felt because it's like, oh, I remember. Yeah, oh, that's similar to the first one. Oh, they're saying the same thing as the first one. Rather than concentrating on their own plot, I was just constantly taken out of it and reminded of a, a film that was better. Yeah, that's... yeah. And it's interesting because at the start of it, you do get the dream sequence and you're introduced early on to Melina, Jessica Bill, and it's against Colin Farrell having that dream. He's being chased by robots. And it, a, a, another thing, which is always a warning sign, which we've spoken about a loads of different podcasts is that when they bring an 18, which is the 1990 recall was bring it down to a PG for the sake of the viewers. You're unless the storyline is so tight. I don't think the acting's a problem here. And I, I have had problems with Farrell before, but you can't do this on a, um, a PG or a PG-13 rating. It just doesn't work, I don't think. I think what was so exciting about Verhoeven's vision was it was violent because that was the kind of lawless world it was they were living in. Here it's so stale and boring. 
Yeah, I think you're right, Stuart. I think the only thing, I think they missed a trick here. They wanted to make it accessible to more audience and not 18. Rather than focus on the gore, they could have gone almost like full on Inception and made you really question whether he was in the in the real world or not, and really gone down that route a bit more, a bit harder to try mm. and make it more interesting. Because yeah, it was uh, it, it's it's basically a pound shot version of the 80s Total Recall, but there's not really much going for it. And I think the biggest problem, had this film not been called Total Recall, I think we would have given it a very average score. Said we probably wouldn't watch it again, but it was okay and that would have been about it but because it's a remake of total recall it's i think it, it set itself up to fail when you look at the premise the characters they don't really have any chemistry as neil puts it don't really care about the bad guys either or the main story plot as you put it i mean there's i didn't really care about anything in the end even though when they teased that he might be dead didn't care teased he could you know right at the end right near the end i just didn't care i don't know about you guys no, I, I completely agree. And it's interesting, the cast in this is a very, very good cast. We spoke about that. Colin Farrell, Douglas Quaid. Um, you've got that Bokeem, is it Woodbine, who plays Harry, Cohagen, Brian yeah. Cranston, Kate mm. Beckinsale, Jessica Bill, Bill Nye, uh, John Cho. And you've got a really, really good cast there. And when you when I looked at this last week, and a lot of us did, we kind of thought, maybe it's not going to be that bad. And maybe I'm just... I'm kind of thinking it's going to be shit and it'll come out smelling of roses, but it's just the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It's exactly the same. He has that dream. um, And you've got Kate Beckinsale um, asks what it's about. Was she in it still? Uh, And it's, you kind of, you're going through the motions here really. And it's when they do these kind of bits, I'm always comparing them to Arnie and that's the the risk they kind of do run but yeah. I've seen this but I've seen it better and it's a shame but the, they and on the extra viewing parts if you go in like the bonus features when after um she leaves because you you believe that um Kate Beckinsale is like a paramedic and they're living um in the Connolly uh Connolly why can't I say that <laughs> word Jesus <laughs> Christ <laughs> that's terrible it's because you're watching and you're about to see it this is brilliant the, the, mate Neil the, the highlight of the film is, is Stu saying colony oh, shit you know, it's colony yeah I, when I try and say I can't even say the falcon in Star Wars what is it what is it what is it yeah it's my kryptonite and now I've just found another word <laughs> I can't say colony and millennium I'm going to write it down Colony, colony, colony. Oh! <laughs> but when he's looking at the news um, of the uh, the terrorists who um, blow up that train, on the bonus features, it's when they show um, it's not Douglas Quaid, it's Hauser. They actually show a picture of Hauser, and it's um, Ethan Hawke who oh. they actually show as Hauser, right. uh, which is oh. really strange because. It doesn't add anything into the story. <laughs> and it's really weird decisions they made. And obviously they, there's loads on the cutting room floor, but it's everything is exactly the same. Uh, and I just find it boring. Even when they're talking and they're going through um, the, the lift back down to, uh, was it the UFB? And he's talking to Harry. You know that Harry's bad. And 
as you said, James, because you've seen one, you know what's going to happen, yeah. and it takes the excitement away. You're just waiting for something different or something more interesting that they could have put yeah. in the original film, which, and because it isn't here a lot of the time, it does make it hard watching, I think, sometimes. I, I have to be honest, apart from, and I know I've just said it, but apart from Kate Beckinsale standing up in those tight pants, mm. her performance is terrible in this film. I don't know yeah. what you thought, but my God, she's a shit bad guy. Yeah. She, honestly, when she was playing the nice paramedic sort of partner, I was like, oh, this is quite a nice performance. As soon as she turns into the badass like Sharon Stone does in the original, it's just so unbelievable. <laughs> it really yeah. is. And she did yeah, that look yeah. again, didn't she? The yes. look Sharon Stone yeah. did over the shoulder. Yeah. Who are you doing that for? No yeah. one else is in the room. <laughs> it's just really, really strange. But even when you've got Brian Cranston talking, um, Cohagen, and they're trying to make it really political and talking, I mean, it's called, uh, what is it? Um, you've got the night of, what, what are the terrorists called now? I can't remember what they're called. Oh, you're testing me now. Um, Which is really bad because I've just watched this film um, this afternoon yeah. as well. Yeah, me too. That's how much I care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's what I was. Uh, how much attention I was paying. Shit. Sorry, listeners. Uh, yeah, they're basically <laughs> in Australia, aren't they? So that's there's two parts of the world. There's some of Europe, which is Britain, which is the United British Federation, isn't it? British yeah. United. And then there's the other side, isn't there, which is basically Australia. But I have I can't remember what they're called. Shit. No, it's really, really weird because I mean, they're called the Resistance. Yeah. Well, that's original. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, how I didn't think of that, I really don't know. But when they're, well, they're uh, in the uh, I think, yeah. So, sorry, I can say I think Rebel Alliance was taken. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Order 66 at, at the end of this and uh, God, yeah. <laughs> another original idea yep. <laughs> I mean, there was a, a few signs when he's reading Ian Fleming's James Bond book on there with regards to spies and stuff like that of the direction it was going in and th- they do make it different you go through the Earth's core and you lose the um, they kind of float around like they do when they're in space and stuff like that but none of this this is all padded out. None of this is giving me anything. And when they land um, in the UFB, that they're just making robots rather than mining like Arnold Schwarzenegger was. But still, they go through the same routine. But his mate being lobotomized and he speaks to Harry. The only thing that was different, which I wanted Harry to do, was go, recall, recall, recall. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for that, but it never came. Yeah, which would have been really good. And again, they, they do a massive hint so like foreshadow of when he's teaching that new guy about the hole in his hand and he gets the heads up for recall and it's just i'm kind of waiting for something new to happen and i think that's my biggest problem with this film of and it wasn't colin farrell's acting i, I thought i don't know what you guys thought i thought he was pretty good in this he was pretty solid it was all right he was all right I, yeah i had no issue with his acting particularly what about you jay no, I mean, it's not going to win an Oscar, is it? But I think it, it was it was good enough. You can't. I mean, I, I had no complaints of his, no. of his acting. I mean, you could argue, even compared to Arnie, um, 
he was a because of it, it's more because of his size. He was a much better everyman at the beginning, wasn't he? Than Arnie was, but that's that's purely down to the, to the physical difference between yeah. the two. You know, that's, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but it's yeah, you you do get a three uh, three breasted woman in this, and this is something that um, Wiseman wanted to do. Wiseman wanted to prove, and he said this in interviews that with modern technology, he could actually do a proper three-breasted woman rather than Verhoeven's one. Why he was so fixated on this, I honestly don't know. And I'm surprised in a PG they actually show it, you know? But, to me, that's just nonsense, really, because the whole point of the fact that they had she had three tits is because they were mutants. Absolutely. Yeah. Hit the nail on the head there, Neil. Yeah, because it set, up, it set up the bar scene. It made it weird. You were give it, it, would get, it gave you Star Wars bar vibes, didn't it? Almost. Yeah. With, yeah. with all the weirdos and 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 it kind of like she was like a yes she was kind of like a prostitute etc but when she did her death also because we were introduced to her her death did mean something you know when the people came in um mm. yeah in in that and this one was just for the sake of doing it and it was there was no point to it at all was there exactly right it was just a callback mm. wasn't it he yeah. just wanted to do it because it had been done before but it's a shame, really, because there was no reason for it other than the fact that obviously where he went was seedy as hell. And I loved the tattoos and stuff on there. I thought they were really oh, yeah. cool. And, and I think visually, this film is actually quite nice. Um, the mm. way it's set out and stuff like that. And But yeah, that you know, if it's that bad that you've got prostitutes walking around that have put a third tit on them to make them more appealing to sell themselves, why would you go to a place that's going to fuck with your mind that's set there. Yeah, Do you know I what I mean? Yeah, I think you're spot on. And I think it's weird that they try and paint the um, colony as... Yeah, I said it right. As, yes. <laughs> I'm going to say it so I can edit in all the time when I said it wrong. <laughs> when you just have me and James laughing like a couple of morons. Yeah, that's it. Don't worry, <laughs> don't, don't worry Neil. We'll, we'll, we'll get the original and call it the, uh, the colony edit. <laughs> but because the colony doesn't look d- depraved and poor and like they're kind of starving people seem to live pretty well and there's lots of businesses there and it's not a, a really bad place so it, it's really strange that if people were really kind of diminished of like food and or work and technology and stuff like that and they were living hand to mouth. You can understand, like the, the possibly that the, there would be terrorists blowing things up, and there would be a real difference. But you've got a technology to kind of have recall here, and you've got, as you say, you've got prostitutes, you've got drugs, you've got everything. And it's it's a really it's quite an interesting world that they could have given us more of, rather than the, the glimpse we got. Because when you see the foot chase of Kate Beckinsale later on and Colin Farrell. I like the fact that it was really kind of expensive as you you saw a lot of what was going on. And I enjoyed that. I thought that side of it was really, really good. But we didn't get to see enough like for me personally, because I quite I found it pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like I say, visually, it's a very good looking film. And when they do those sort of expansive shots of what the city looks like and and everything else like that, it's. It's, it is interesting and it's really well done. I sort of sat there and you know, I'd fair play to them. 
but you're right you don't see enough of that you just see these sort of weird generic places don't you yeah it'd be nice to know more about it and that's one thing i like about um judge dread and mm. and blade runner as well that you do the, the, the city becomes the character in the film as well whereas this they kind of lose out but I mean, going back to where he goes to recall, again, it mirrors a machine. The machine even looks the same as the one in the 1990 film. But the soldiers come running in and you do have that disagreement with regards to you've lied. There's something going on. You are an agent. And he takes out all these soldiers. Good action. Pretty good. I love the way the camera just pans all around when he's taking everyone out. That's great. But when you get the backup, they take so long to get in and rescue everyone else. And what's the point of them firing all of those cameras in there uh, so they can see in it, but what they don't see is him getting all the hand grenades together and blowing everyone up as they walk in. There, there was no point to this whatsoever, was there? just made me laugh, the fact that they came through that door and then all of a sudden they couldn't get the door open and they had to blow it up. I was, I was like, how does that work? Yeah. We'll just lock it behind us. We'll just lock it behind us and not leave you the way to get back in is that all right just in case we get shot okay carry on yeah. but the people on the outside could see in because they had cameras everywhere but mm. they couldn't see the fact that he was piling up loads of hand grenades they're, they're so shit and again when he gets back to the house you've got kate beckinsale there and they go through exactly the same conversation oh, yeah. as the first one and even the fight a lot of the time is choreographed exactly the same and this is where, you, you, again, you're right, Neil, that she's good with the dialogue, but when it comes to the action, she it, it loses it for me. She, she's weak at doing this. I don't know if it's a choreography, because she's good in Underworld when it comes to this kind of thing. But in this, it just doesn't work. It doesn't click. I, I honestly don't know why. What do you think, Jay? It, it, I don't know. It doesn't click, does it, with her? I mean, I think... Neil put it she made a really nice girl next door girlfriend at the beginning and now throughout the whole film unlike Sharon Stone's character who's like almost like a femme fatale she was like almost as nice as we all like Kate Betzinger she hung around like a bad smell and when she got involved again it was like oh god here we go again I felt not oh this is going to get exciting like you know when you saw an underworld or anything like that, you know, she played a really good character in that. And I don't know what went wrong. She's not really a bad actress, but I can't really, I don't know. Um, the action scenes are okay. You know, I mean, I think, I think John Wick 2 copied them, if I'm honest. But I mean, oh, uh, someone else. Oh, oh, oh. But, <laughs> Do you know what? It's her face. That's what, Is her face? It, what gets me. She pulls that same, I'm evil face whenever she starts oh, talking, but she's got this really posh accent. Which, you know, and I know in itself that that sounds ridiculous. But when you look at her, that when you compare, because obviously she's supposed to be Sharon Stone's character. Mm. Sharon Stone plays a badass really well. She yeah. has the eyes that, that they almost look evil in that in that film. Mm. There's some there's a depth to her facial expressions. They've obviously turned around to Kate Baser and said, right, look evil. And she just doesn't. She just looks like she's a little bit miffed. I think she's too... It sounds really weird. I think she's too attractive for this role. I think she's oh. too... too. I don't know, though, because Sharon Stone yeah. was really attractive. But but all Kate Beckinsale can do is be attractive. Where Ouch. 
and but I, I that, that's what I think in this. I think she's if you give it a girl next door role, um, that film she's in with Simon Pegg, where she's she literally is, I think, the girl next door. She's really good in that. She doesn't have to extend herself too much, and and she's very natural. She looks very comfortable, and she's great. And it, it's a great film. The connection, the chemistry is really good, and I love her in that film. In this, she's just constantly pouting, too pretty, and she doesn't get dirty. She doesn't get beaten up. She's not like Sharon Stone, who can... You're right. That, that the facial features, the way it turns, she can only look kind of like sex, like sexy and stuff like that. She can't look aggressive and fucking knackered or evil. And I think that's that's her weakness in this. And put her in Girl Next Door works well. Put her in maybe a period drama works well. Put her in action. It doesn't work well in this. I don't know why, because she can do it in the first Underworld film. The rest are dog shit. They're terrible, terrible films. But she can do it. So I don't know what's missing, to be honest. I don't know what the ingredients is that's missing. Mm. It's interesting you say that, isn't it? But yeah, I don't know. It's just maybe it is the fact that she's just constantly has her hair flowing about. Because she does, doesn't she? When she walks, it's, it's like a fucking shampoo advert when she's walking. Her hair is constantly perfect. And Sharon Stone wasn't like that. When she got in a fight, her hair was all fucked and she was sweating and she was out of breath. And in this, she has a massive foot chase, jumping through buildings and kicking doors in and going through windows. And even when she lands, it reminded me of Black Widow, where she does a perfect landing and poses. And it's it's all too pretty and perfect. And I I don't like that because it's a dirty world that they're living in. And Colin Farrell's fucked and sweating and greasy hair. But she isn't throughout this at all. And I think yeah. that's the problem. I haven't got a problem with her because I've always liked her. I've always, if there's a film and she's in it, I'll go and watch it. But this, I, I don't know if she's forced in it just because her husband is the director of this. And they just thought, well, we can't argue. You've got a part in this. And someone else would have been better because there's plenty more female actresses around who who can do this. Um, and yeah, she maybe. Did this, she did this well, possibly she could have taken over and been in like the MCU films just full of action. But I mean, she was in yeah, plenty okay, of action then. films okay, with but, Underworld. Okay, but then cast your mind back to before this film. Yeah. For me, when they said they're doing a remake of Total Recall, I was like, okay. When I heard they cast Kate Beckton, the Sharon Stone character, before watching that, I thought, oh, okay. I think she might be okay at that. I didn't think until I saw the film that she'd be bad. I don't know about how you would have felt. And I told you before you, you're going into it before you saw it. No, I was excited. Saw, yeah, I was too. I, I didn't think she'd be as bad as she was, you know. Hmm. Neil? Maybe it's maybe it's the director. I feel like we're sort of picking on her a little bit here, but ultimately, <laughs> <coughs> who cares? It's ten years ago. Um, it's maybe it's the director. Maybe it's the direction she was given. The fact that she always had to look pristine and. You know, he's basically telling her you have to give this stupid bloody look on your face and and stuff. And you, you, I don't know. Her yeah, whole character, I don't. I don't know. But I, I think you're right. The whole she hung around like a bad smell was completely right. Mm. It, it's just you know because Sharon Stone wasn't in the original Total Recall as much as Kate Beckinsale is in this. 
and it's almost like she was given too much of a role for that particular character. Yeah. Potentially. I don't know. No, I know what you mean. But I mean, the, the film that she, I liked her was absolutely anything, um, mm. which is a, just a silly English comedy. But she's brilliant in that. And as you, yeah, you're right. It does sound like we're picking on her, but we're not because we expected more because she is a very good actress. Yeah, and, in our skies, yeah. And, and it's just why it doesn't work in this is a mystery because I liked her in um, oh, Van Helsing. Again, that's just, that's just a shitty film. And even that's I think. Terrible. Yeah, but she's not bad in that. You know what I mean? She she can do stuff. So I mean, you can't. <laughs> when she was in what was the other film that was absolutely terrible with Pearl, Pearl Harbor? I, mean, <laughs> I don't think there was anyone that did a good acting job. Yeah. In film. So <laughs> if the film choices she's chosen maybe aren't aren't right for her. This was just a perfect example that some of them just don't work. I don't know, but. There again, anyway, Brian Cranston's shit in this as well. He is, yeah. There's a lot um, of bad performances in this film. Let's let's be honest. Jessica Peele's not bad. Colin Farrell's not bad. But Brian Cranston's crap. He's just completely unbelievable. Yeah, as, as the bad guy. It, Even you know, Bill Nye like doesn't get a good look in, and he's a good actor. He's very very good. He can do a multitude of things, and he's just. I mean, compared to when they used um, like the was it. Kuto, wasn't it? Something like that. In the first one, yeah, it was such really an does. integral part. Yeah. And in this, in Jesus, he, he's in it so briefly that it just doesn't seem any point. Why would you put someone like Bill Nye's stature in that role? Because you look at the names and think, fuck, it's a great cast, but half of them are just in it just temporarily, and that's it. It's really, really strange. It's, you know what? Thinking about it, and obviously I have to. For the, but you like you know you had the original Total Recall and it was bloody brilliant and stuff you know just because they've made a it's not a remake like you say it's a different take whatever the, the word you called it was earlier why can why can't they've just done a different plot completely with different characters and everything else like that and you know it would have worked better for me if they'd done that rather than just doing the same character names and callbacks and all this sort of stuff callbacks now and again are fine they're fun in films but this is just yeah. riddled with them but because mm. they're trying to follow a similar story but completely different it just doesn't work so, they, so do you think they should have maybe done what like the new ghostbusters film done and it's almost done a sequel with a brand new story would that have been better then do you think well, I think so because you know I'm not. I'm sure he's not the only secret agent in the entire planet. Mm. You know, they could have done another story around it, and it's just it's just frustrating, isn't it? Like Stu said, you've got the in main integral, one of the main integral characters in the first one, which is spoken about, has all these, and then you've got a fantastic actor playing it who's in it for five minutes, for and pays has yeah, no right, real yeah. there's no real consequence for it whatsoever and it's like what's the point you know, know. brian cohagen brian cranston he's got this massive beef against the the other side of the world and wants to wipe it out and and stuff but there's no payoff for yeah. it because you're you're looking at them and comparing them to the old one 
if you just said we're doing a new Total Recall film because he goes to Recall and remembers he's somebody else and it envelops a story, it would have been better for me personally. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. But I mean, moving on from from there, I like the technology they bring in here. You do get the same thing where he goes and finds out who he is and he's got that phone in his hands. And when he had that phone in his hand, did he know at all he had that or was that something that he just discovered when it started ringing? I really wasn't sure. Just discovered. He never knew he had it, which is weird. Uh, okay. Would have been funny if they'd accidentally died in one day. Yeah, if he was rubbing one out and just dialed <laughs> <laughs> someone. Called his mum. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. My hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, th- th- think about thinking about the FaceTime. He's got his hand stroking around. It. You see a bit of shaft, a bit of belly. You're like, what the hell's going on up close? You'll be like, what the hell is this? Oh, sorry. You can never look at him again, could you? <laughs> making Same sausages. Way. Yeah. Making some making sausages in the toilet. <laughs> but again, you you get the callbacks to him seeing. Um, one of his old colleagues who used to work with and that this would happen and he goes to a hotel where he's got to pick up that case and meanwhile whilst he's doing that you've got um oh god uh, you've got Kate Beckinsale you've got um Laurie Quaid who's after him and she's after him to kill him and that's despite and it's interesting because despite the fact that she speaks to Cohagen who says I we need what's in his mind we need him to lead us um to Mateus, so don't kill him in i don't understand why she instantly says as soon as she puts the phone down right if we see him kill him it makes no sense of why she wants to do that no and that's one that's one of the many problems this film has um like as you guys mentioned the, you know you know behind the doors earlier they can't get the doors open it didn't make any sense and that, uh, is that a case of they haven't developed her character properly to give her a reason for that. I don't know. But at least in the first Total Recall, when he was trying to kill her, Cohagen hadn't told them why he was important or not, not, you know, he hadn't told them all the reasons behind it. Um, and, and, and we didn't know that he, and at that point, we didn't know that he didn't want him dead here. He specifically says, as he says to you, yeah, she does it. It's stupid. It's one of the other reasons why you kind of stop caring about the film because it almost doesn't respect its audience by doing that. Yeah, one of it's editing, whether they're just stuff that they missed out from the start of it of why they wanted to do it or whether they were just following what Sharon Stone did a lot of the time or um, of what Michael Ironside character did of when she tried to, when he was trying to kill um, Schwarzenegger all the time when he wasn't meant to um, because Cahagan wanted what was in his mind. So it's it's strange. And again, when he does go to the, uh, he gets the suitcase and he looks at the video of himself um and it's exactly the same story exactly the same plot with regards to they'll get you and you may as well shout out get your ass to mars you know what i mean because that's the only thing that was missing on this yeah get your ass to the colony yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring you should have no. <laughs> get your ass to britain no, <laughs> but I, I did i quite liked the callback of when he does go um Instead of going to Mars, he does go to the uh, UFB. And when he's going through like the passport control, he uh, 
Yeah, that, I think they only did this scene for the callback where you get that yes. very strange woman who's how long are you here for? Two weeks. I like that, I have to say. I thought that was really good. Yeah. It was interesting that they decided to go with uh, the sort of oriental type chap. But they had the obviously. Yeah, the... I thought it was interesting how shit it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is massively. It's, it was fun, though, the fact that they put the lady in there or a similar looking lady in there. Yeah. But his was, technology for his neck thing to change the face was was so shit it just didn't work you'd think all the technology they've got surely they could come up with something more reliable than this well what and say in a couple of sentences you know exactly uh, yeah it's nonsense isn't it really yeah and then it leads to what this film does best another foot chase and when he's in the road the chances of um melina just driving past and stopping to pick him up. I, mean, I, I just thought this is nonsense. Yeah. There is no reason for her to be there. This is where I turned it off the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. This is roughly where it was with the first time. I was like, this is bollocks. And I turned it off. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. I don't at blame that you. Point, at that point. But obviously I forced myself for this wonderful podcast to <laughs> continue the story. <laughs> It's just nonsense. And the car chase they have, because obviously he recognises Melina um, from his dreams and he's all fine about that. But the car chase they have is, it just doesn't get going. It's not exciting. And I don't know if it's because they're stuck to these magnetic tracks or always it, it, just films <laughs> and cinematography is poor. It's the same it's reason, boring. I think. I think it's the same reason why after the first Transformers, the Transformers fights weren't fun in any Michael Bay film. I think there's too much CGI. You know it's CGI. Even though it's very good, you can tell it's not really real. And it just basically looks like a cutscene from a PlayStation 3 game, you know, albeit a very good one. But there's no, I think, that, and this is the problem, the big, this is the problem with, with CGI cutscenes not done well, is I think the best scenes are a bit of CGI, a bit of practical effects, I think still be the way to go. And, and uh, there was no feeling. It felt like you couldn't touch it. I know that sounds a bit weird when when you're watching the the car chase. I mean, if you remember the one from The Matrix, I know it's slightly different. You know the uh, the second Matrix film yeah. that was amazing. The mo- that was practical and CGI mixed together. Most of it practical, but bits and that that was brilliant. This just it it just felt boring for me. Yeah, yeah. It it was I completely agree. It was really boring and oh. And when they land, they they're actually in London, which surprised me. It kind of threw me a bit that when they actually kind of get away from the other police cars and they do it by kind of losing the magnetic field and just dropping. And I couldn't understand of when they hit the ground and they're actually in Westminster, why people are driving around in Fiat Pandas and Volvos and stuff like that and living kind of very normal lives when. 200 feet above them they're riding in space cars i didn't quite get that maybe it's the poorer people live on the ground and the rich people it's you know elitism potentially i don't know that's how i took it but maybe i'm giving the film too much credit it's it's weird isn't it what did you think jay did you ever thought on that <laughs> i do now i didn't know <laughs> I, I, I was I think at first, I'd, maybe like Neil, I'd almost just given up. But yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe by not doing it, me, I too was guilty, like Neil, of giving the film too much credit. 
because I didn't really, I just thought, oh, okay, and just carried on, you know. Because I rewound it because I thought I missed a bit because when he crashed and then suddenly he crashed into like a a B&W, there was like a Fiat 500 there. (laughs) I rewound it and thought, where have they suddenly ended up? Have I missed a part of this film that they're just in normal earth now? But it was strange. But I like the part that, well, he obviously had that key from the box and it was a black key and it was a key from the piano. And he did have that conversation when he was with Harry in that bar about, I wish I could play the piano, which was something that obviously he could do um, previously. And I thought that was a very clever tie in. But I also don't know how he actually did play that tune. If he just sat at the piano and thought, oh, that, that's fair enough, and played chopsticks or something like that, he would never would have unlocked the code. It was all very convenient and unexplained, wasn't it? There's a lot of that in this, though, isn't there? Like when he's in recall and all of a sudden he can take out all those soldiers and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden he sees a piano and he can play this very lovely tune. It's like he's having recalls, I guess, is the whole point. But it's just very convenient, isn't it? Yeah. And you go from normal Colin Farrell to moody pouting Colin Farrell of the stubble, who Mm -hmm. is um, Hauser. Uh, and saying that basically what Arnold Schwarzenegger said in a uh, Schwarzenegger said it in a much better way that he did go to the UFB. He they're not terrorists and they're, they're good people and they're misunderstood. And you need to go to the commanding officer. You need to find um, uh, Mateus. And, and it's just I've not got a problem with this because it had to happen. It was the the next progressive step really that they had to take to find Mateus, which they do pretty much straight away but before they again relive another scene which again was done (laughs) much better with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sharon Stone (laughs) I I, I think when he turned the screen on I think it should have been Arnie looking back at him saying oh Hauser I'm you that would have been good loads of plastic surgery later Um, yeah I I just don't yeah it was just it, it was ridiculous you're right about the whole keyboard piano scene but at this point i think like neil i was just rolling my eyes at all these things that they just didn't explain away and it was just really silly no because i I wonder why they chose to do a lot of things when they're running away they go to the hotel and again they're approached by harry and you've got um you've got melina outside uh, melina's with him as well and you've got kate beckinsale outside and they relive the the actual scene with the doctor when he says this is all in your mind And again, mm-hmm. rather than a bead of sweat, it's uh, the fact that Melina's crying. And I, I, I've got to admit, I didn't have a problem with this. And I, but and again, it was just a massive nod to the original. But I, I don't like the fact that they actually copied it. They could have just skipped this scene and I wouldn't have been bothered. I wouldn't have needed it, you know. It's as if they're trying to do stuff as if to the fans, this is your payoff. This is what you get. Well, and I don't want it. I don't care. I th- I wanted more of this, funny enough, because the film's called Total Recall. What one of the biggest talking points at the last film we're talking about was whether he was having a dream or not, you know, and we discussed it. And I thought that was one of the really enjoying thing in one of the really good moments that I took out of the original film. And for this one, I don't think they tried hard enough to go down that line at all. Uh, and you're right. This was a copy and paste and it didn't really feel anything original but i did feel like i wanted more more of is he really having a dream is he not and that would have and i i I wanted that to be a talking point and 
it's not at all, is it? Um, even though the film is called Total Recall. I think you forget that's a, a question you need to be asking yourself through this film, whereas you, it's not one through the first film. And even at the end of it, I didn't even think, I wonder if that was a dream or not. Just no, because of the direction it decided to go in. And I, I, I think, as Neil said, and you said, mate, that you do tend to switch off because the scenes are progressively copying a lower standard, the original film. And I think you just roll your eyes and just wait for the next one to happen. It's boring. It's boring. You look at it and you're like, all right, so they're just using Harry instead of the Doctor, who yeah. did it a million times better. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, we both, we all said it, didn't we? You know, the, the Doctor in that one, in the original, was absolutely brilliant. He was so convincing. Even as an audience member, you were you sat there and go, is he actually having a dream? Yeah. You know, where's yeah. this? You're like, all oh, right. So instead of Harry being a mob guy and trying to kill you at the beginning of the film, he's now here just trying to tell you you're in a dream state. Yeah, and you have to commit murder to get out of the dream state, which I thought was weird. Absolutely nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kill this person, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> Surely killing someone's going to potentially fuck you up even worse. But okay, that's fine. We'll roll with it. Yeah, it yeah. is really weird. And what did you think of the foot chase after this? Once they do get away, is it any different to the rest? Do you know, it really reminded me of Star Wars. It really <laughs> did. Did it it really? was, yeah, because you know, like in um, like Attack of the Clones and stuff like that, when they're and I can't remember which one it is, I try and block them out of my mind of when they're in like this massive factory and they're jumping from object to object. Oh, and, Attack of the Clones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it feels so it? fake, yeah. and because it's so superimposed on <laughs> special effects, yeah, as you said earlier, Jay, you lose any risk, and yeah, it, it's just it's so false there's no risk to them whatsoever and i just didn't enjoy it i found it so boring and sterile well it's interesting they they managed to do the whole violence but non-violence quote air quotation by changing everyone to robots so you didn't give yeah. a shit if they got blown to pieces whereas obviously yeah. the enjoy i know it sounds weird but the enjoyment of total recall is the fact that oh fucking hell that guy just got completely wiped out by something and yeah elevator man know. where he gets shot by everyone as a human shield that's just but brilliant yes. yeah exactly. that's what Verhoeven does he just brings the blood and the gore and it's great and I really yeah I needed that in this I needed the violence just for the entertainment sake and lift fight wasn't too bad I got to admit I mean the, the gold standard for me is cap in a lift and nothing Obviously. beats captain america that is it winter soldier fight is the dog's bollocks but this one you know i didn't think it was too bad at least they were in like a small area and they actually were fighting rather than running because a lot of this film is running and chasing which is boring yeah yeah it is it's just same old perfect hair from <laughs> beckinsale and yeah. I did like the fact that Colin Farrell did try and grab her ass on the way out when she jumped out of the lift. Was <laughs> I was saying I'd probably have done the same thing, to be honest. I'll get you. Oh, sorry, touch your bum. Um, so why did Jess... I take it... I'm, for, I'm taking it for granted this, but I take it Jessica Biel works better than Kate Beckinsale as a, an action person. Yeah. Well, she's a bit blooded up and she doesn't just have the same facial expression. 
She, do you know what, actually? Kate Beckinsale reminds me of <clears throat> the girl from Pirates of the Caribbean. Kira Knightley. Uh, Kira Knightley. Just constantly yeah. has her mouth open. Trying yeah. to look pretty and menacing at the same time, but isn't either. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, every shot is a perfect shot, isn't it? Whereas yes. Jessica Bill. It isn't. She's muddy and dirty. Her hair's all messed up, and yeah. yeah, she's out of breath and just yeah. It's really, really strange, isn't it? And I wonder how much that is to Len Wiseman, his contribution and his direction, because possibly because even when she's on that lift, the wind's blowing her hair and it just looks <laughs> lovely, and it's it's just yeah, it's yeah. strange. But again, we're not having a dig at her. It's purely possibly she's doing the best out of what she was given and if that is the case you could might say it's you'd be very kind to say it's a good performance if that's the best she could do but it's just a shame because they're coming off something so so good and again when they meet um, eventually meet Bill, Bill Nye when they meet Mateus it's really short-lived and they put him on a machine because they're they're not mutants they can't read people's minds and they learned that um the fact that he was told that colin farrell was told by himself his other self that he knows the kill switch to kill all of these drones who are going to go and attack the colony that is a complete lie and it's all made up just so cohagen can go and kill mateus and he does so just like that which when i when i first saw it for the first time yesterday really really surprised me because i expected a bit of dialogue a bit of cat and mouse but there wasn't anything but you know the worst bit about this is why yeah what when he is the one that's apparently causing the terrorist attacks on his own people to badmouth this why it, yeah. It's never really, unless I've missed something, and please do tell me if I have, but why is he so important to kill this guy? Well, it's weird because in the, the extended cut and in the bonus features, it's just like a bill. extended cuts, G. Yeah, there is, yeah. And it, so it's sorry. Jessica Bill who is the most <laughs> important character. It's not even Colin Farrell, and it's not Cohagen. It's Bill oh. that um, he wants, which is why he takes her away. Uh, and I was saying at the start of the podcast that um, Jay, when he watches the news about the um, the bomb going off in the train and they show Hauser um, in the extra cut, it's a picture of Ethan Hawke they show. It's not even yeah. Colin Farrell. And oh. he doesn't even play a part in this. So it's it's really strange direction that they, they were going to go in. And yeah, it is Bill that they want, and which is why I think they put down naive straight away and um, again conveniently cohagen tells the plan to farrell and then leaves him <laughs> and walks away which oh. is just the massive biggest trope going isn't it yeah it is but I, oh, it still doesn't explain to me why he wants to kill him i just don't understand it's like he's living in a contaminated area of the world where they have to wear masks outside but apparently the contamination doesn't go inside so they're fine no. Even just when open doors, it's yeah, still make fine. Make sure they don't open a window. You know, it's <laughs> getting a bit stuffy in here. Don't open it. Oh fuck, we're all dead. Um, I just it, there's it's the the problem with this, isn't it? It's just uh, there's no payoff for it. He kills him. It's like why? I don't I don't get it. 
you've not explained it. Maybe I'm being thick. Maybe I'm just not invested in it. But I just didn't get it. It just didn't make any sense to me. No. Whatsoever. At all. No. It's like, okay, right, you've killed this guy, but you're the one that's doing all this in the first place. And blame it on him. And your idea is basically just to go and kill everyone anyway. So why don't you just fucking go and do that and then say that you killed him during the fight? It just doesn't make any sense. It's no, it's not, it's, I completely agree. You're not going to find it any argument from me, honestly, mate. It's uh, it's really, really strange. And but when he he actually does kill him, he doesn't really give an explanation. He just kills him, and the reaction from everyone, apart from Jessica Bill, is quite a big one. But he then um, tells Farrell exactly the same that. You kind of you did this for us you're the hero and everything else and then he takes them off and th- this is when it leads to another chase which is really irritating so i'm kind of getting chased out by now that they go again through the earth's core and you get the scene where they're going to the colony you can see all the robots it's really like star wars when they're all lined up they, they pretty much may as well call them stormtroopers at some points in this yes. film honestly it's just such a fucking rip-off. But the the kind of, not I always use excitement, but that is the massive wrong word, of when they're going through the lift um, to go to the colony, it's, I don't understand, because obviously he goes through the Earth's core and he wants to open the window. When he rescues, rescues Jessica Bill, <laughs> his only way out of getting throughout this lift is to open the window whilst going through the Earth's core. And it, it just again it doesn't make sense so many things they do in this don't make sense it's really really annoying and we've got to sit and fucking watch it i think she even turns around and says don't 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 open it and she's like oh, i'll be fine so like, yeah no you're just going through the earth's core it's not the one on mars it's not made of ice it's fucking molten rock for fuck's sake it's, it's really like that. Poor. have you seen that have you seen that meme of a uh, two-face um, from Batman, um, um, the second Batman film, when um, uh, what is it? It's when he when he pokes outside. No, no, I've not seen that. <laughs> I've not seen that. You, you know the one I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's got two faces. Yeah, yeah. He looked outside the window. It was really hot in August or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. He should, should have turned around and looked like that. Maybe I don't know. Would've, oh, that would have been brilliant. Would have been oh. the highlight. Would have been the highlight of the film. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just oh, the, the whole thing. I mean, at this point, I'd given up. And it, and it almost felt, it doesn't often, I, the last time it felt like work is when I watched Shooter. I know I didn't do the podcast, but it did feel like work at this point, watching the, watching the film. It was not for enjoyment. And the only enjoyment I'm getting out of it is unleashing my frustration now, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I know. It's nice that you think we can talk about this and put it down. I hope everyone's got the same point of view because he's loaded the lift up with loads of bombs. And the fight scene, it really fucks me off. Because Cranston's properly out of shape. And considering he's the big bad. Oh, that annoyed me. But oh, mate. There's no way he's going to kick Colin Farrell's ass. Bearing in mind at the start of the film, there was eight or 12 soldiers. And he wiped every single one out. That now he's fighting some old geezer. And he takes a beating from him. I hate this in these films when it happens. And it's just utter nonsense. It It's just bollocks. Because you know what's going to happen. And even when he gets, he tries to stab him and shit like that, it's just, it's a no fight, it's a no contest. And thankfully he gets blown up. And again, there's just zero payoff. And it appears like, because you think that um, Kate Beckinsale's dead, 
but she's even more of like the big bad than um Cohagen is which is really strange isn't it oh do you know what just quickly jessica Biel in that fucking whatever that is jet helicopter thing oh god yeah honestly those troops let's just line up in front of it where the big guns are okay (laughs) next wave they've all been killed yeah we'll do it again oh and then every single time she's gonna save him she all of a sudden you're out of bullets yeah reloading and then it's just so contrived isn't it it's yeah, it was just like Die Hard, awesome. wasn't it? When Bruce Willis just yes. stood there and the soldiers kept running through the door. Even though there was yeah. a massive pile of bodies, they still kept running through and getting shot. <laughs> yeah. the, fu- the worst thing is, right, they're all shooting it, you know, shooting it with bullets and the, the windscreen isn't breaking whatsoever. When it And it takes a slight tumble later on, it just smashes to smithereens. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's awful, but... It is weird, though, isn't it? You are right, Stu. You know, Cranston just gets his ass kicked eventually. But, yeah, the big baddie is actually Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, and and it's strange because it ends with, obviously, Cohagen died and everything's exploded and uh, Colin Farrell, is he going to die? Is he not going to die? Of course he isn't. And he ends up in the back of an ambulance and when he wakes up, um, you think everything's absolutely fine because... He thinks Jessica Bill's in front of him, but it's only when he looks at her hand and he can see that she hasn't got that mark in his hand that he knows something's wrong. And it's just, it's not needed, you know what I mean? The, the film should have ended just like it did in the original one, where they're looking out on Mars and or they should be looking out on the colony and thinking they've saved everyone. It's, it's shit. And I didn't understand the fact that he has a fight with her and kills her and he's got that gun in a gun in his hand, and everyone else is like, "No, it's okay. He's on our side." Who else knows him? No one else knows him. No. Why aren't they shooting him? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's like he's like the big hero, isn't it? It's like it's him. It's the Messiah. He's not the Messiah. He's a very <laughs> for no boy. reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's bollocks. And the fact you know, and it takes the piss out of the fact that he had that thing earlier, and he can only take two, say two sentences, and she was wearing the same technology. We could have a whole fucking conversation. And yeah. it was only when yeah. he saw the hand that all of a sudden he said, oh, shit, it's not you. It's What did he yeah. get the pound man version of the <laughs> incredible mask? <laughs> so, and, and that's just how it yeah. ends. And I, I'm left <laughs> wondering why. And do you think if you had to sit on one side of the fence, one or the other, would you say you probably don't give a toss, to be honest, but. Is this a dream or is this not a dream? What do you think? It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> I know. Start I, to I know. finish. I think, I think you're right. I think if the film will call, if we were to endorse this on the back of the DVD box there, it says, this is what happens when you order Total Recall from Wish. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, it is a nightmare. It, uh, no, but that's the thing. It wasn't a dream at any point, was it? And at no point... Well, I, I think either of us, or, or all three of us, sorry, in any doubt whatsoever. No, no. And there wasn't even that slight James pointed out, which we didn't realise. It didn't fade to white. It faded to black, as in yeah. the end. So there was no even question marks about it, was there? It was obviously just a rip-off of the original. And that's all this film was. It was just a massive rip-off, and they just decided to keep it on Earth. 
I know, but then, Mars. I, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the frustrating thing is, O'Neill, is, and I think Stu mentioned it as well, it had the talent to probably be a very good film. Yeah. And I think had they gone in a slightly different direction, just maybe had a homage to it, or a carry-on, or a subplot, rather than try and copy it, but not very well, they didn't do it, it could have been so much better. It, was it laziness? Was it uh, the production company getting involved too much? The, a bad director? I don't know. But it shouldn't have been this bad with all these good names in. Well, no. I mean, the budget for this film was $125 million, which is Ooh. just insane. It really, really is. I mean, it, they say it made just under $200 million, But oh, I just think not a it's proper, shocking. It? No. it made that money because it was called Total Recall. Let's well, be honest. definitely. People <laughs> did not, yeah. People did not go back and watch it again. It made, you know, it probably would have made a lot of money in the first two weeks, uh, uh, first couple of weeks, and then people thought bollocks, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I com- completely agree. Mm. Can't argue with that at all. And, I mean, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what people pick out as their, uh, <laughs> their really, really good bits in this film, because there are just so many. It's really, really <laughs> tough going. <laughs> it really is. But... I mean, if I, I I struggle to find some really good bits in this. I like the the world they created of the colony. I thought that was very very good, and I uh, I enjoyed seeing that. I wish I would have seen more of that. Um, but I just think they made lots of nods to the original film, and I think that was a, a massive downfall because it wasn't the original. It made me want the original even more and look what they could have done and what they missed out on and the cast i think a very talented cast and they're wasted i think they really really were wasted in this and i don't know if it's wiseman to blame i don't know if it's the poor editing i honestly don't know but it's a real shame it really really is because i mean it was a shit year for films i mean 2012 sweeney came out and we all know what we thought of that that is on our podcast floor as well so yeah it's really poor i'd give this um i'd give this probably two out of five that's kind that is a kind score it's a a poor film that i wouldn't recommend or i'm glad i've seen it so i don't have to watch it again (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i've seen it so i don't have to watch it again that's brilliant that's fantastic yeah (sighs) do you know what it's hard to disagree with anything you said to be honest i think you're right the way it was, the, the scenery, the way it was, the world looked and stuff, I, I sat there and I was really taken back by it. I really enjoyed it. And like you say, I would wish I could have seen more of that. And that was probably the only bit that I appreciated in this film, to be honest. Um, the rest of it, like I said earlier, if they had just made something completely different but called it Total Recall and had a couple of little callbacks in there to say oh nice little nod to the original there thank you very much because you know we love the original so much but the fact that they basically just ripped it off but made it a billion times worse (laughs) it was you know i I was left i mean there was a reason i turned this off (laughs) the first time i tried to watch it because it's crap it's a it's a crap film and it is a pain do you know, I, I watched it and I was like, oh, maybe I was too harsh on this. I'm kind of getting along with it as an action film. It's not bad. But when you actually talk to my mates about it, I realise how fucking dire it is. And there's 
there's no real good bits other than the scenery and the worst bits are that it is it's a complete waste of good actors and i know we've picked on her bless her but kate beckinsale is the worst bad character ever <laughs> in any high budget <laughs> film Oh god! That's honestly, I fa- honest every single time when she's driving the cars, she's pouting <laughs> with her perfect hair. She's in the lift, she's pouting when the fucking thing blows up. She's there having a pout, and it's just like, just stop. And yeah, no, sorry. I, I would I recommend it? Never. Don't don't waste your time. <laughs> and um, I'll be generous and I'll give it a one rather than. <laughs> A zero, because I can't give it a zero because it's not as bad as shoot 'em up, but it's it's bad. That's interesting. Is James going to trick us all with his poker face, and is he going to give it a five five. and say, "Yeah, yeah, I love it"? I couldn't, I couldn't, could I? I couldn't. Um, It's one and a half for me. One and a half again in between. um, I like you in between. Yeah, absolutely. We're spooning each other. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I one and a half. One and a half seems fair. Um, because, and I think the reason why it gets that low is because what they could have done and what they did is so far removed. There's a massive gaping hole between the two. And, and it was just a massive failure. And it, should, it shouldn't have been. As you said, they had the budget. They had the people. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head, Stuart. Like, like Neil said, everything you said, I completely agree with, particularly the homage to the original film, just reminded me that there's a much better version of this available, you know? Mm. So, yeah, completely. And that was frustrating. Um, best bit, I don't know, I, I thought some of the fight scenes were okay. Worst bit was pretty much everything else, really. I mean, I think, yeah, and, that, and that's it. I don't really have much more to say. And like you guys, I'm glad I probably not won't be watching this again. Never. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'll never watch that film again. Well, if I said Goat, Portman, The Kid, Duke, Destroyer, Hell Knight, what would I be saying? Doom! Exactly. Next up in Planet Pod, we are going back to 2005, where we are going to review sci-fi horror Doom, which is currently showing on Netflix, I do believe. Or is Amazon... Or is it Prime? Uh, I think, no, it's on Netflix. It's a good Excellent year for films, stuff. that was. <laughs> it's a good year for something. I'm not too sure. We'll find out if it's fucking films. But oh, Sin, Sin City was released in 2005 as well. Oh, there you go. There you go. So That's awesome. This is going to be real interesting. It's a film, it's another one which uh, Neil recommended to do. And we want to do sci-fi. We're going to stick with that. I love playing the original Doom game on the uh, PC, so it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it's got the rock in, so it, it can't be that bad. It's got Rosamund Pike, who I like. I think yeah. she's a great actress. It's true. Uh, have you seen it? Have you seen it? No. <laughs> Is it going to be another one where I'm destroyed? <laughs> oh, you are, you are in for a fun time. Oh, you you are going to hate me by the end of this suggestion of... Sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, I thought I'd seen it. Much, yeah. But I haven't. I watched Pardon? a trailer on YouTube and it wasn't the film I thought I'd seen. So, um, Had you watched the second one, Doom Annihilation? I'm pretty sure. It's no. Yeah, it's going to... Oh, great. Doom. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
Excellent. Well, it sounds of it, we might have uh, Paul back next week if he can pay his bail and be out. Then he'll be joining us as well. We'll try and get Rav on the pod. But yeah, so watch Doom on Netflix, then listen to the podcast and see if you agree with us. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be an interesting oh, 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 one. Oh, don't watch Doom. Don't watch Doom. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> then see if you want to watch it. It's, oh. it's probably my advice, guys, oh, rather Doom. than the other way around. Watch Doom. Oh, great. Enjoy yourself. Give yourself a night off. Enjoy it. <laughs> Jesus. Excellent. Well, that is it from us. Thanks everyone for listening. You take care of yourselves and we'll be back next week. Bye bye. <laughs>